Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while looking how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Kristen Frey. Kristen, how are you? I am doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Welcome, welcome. So Kristen Frey has been teaching, training, and mentoring people for over a decade, which landed her in the top 1% of her former company. Now, as an executive coach with Novus Global, she is an expert in customizing communication and seeing people as individuals contributing to the betterment of the whole. That's a great mission right there, Kristen. Thanks. Drives me. Awesome. So, Kristen, um, let's dive right into it, okay? Um, I'm pretty sure our listeners would like to know who is Kristen Freight. So, give us the too-many version of who you are, where you're from, and how did you get started? Love it. Two minutes. Okay. Um, so my name is Kristen Freed. I am currently in Raleigh, North Carolina, or at least right outside of Raleigh, and um, grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, went to grad school in Florida, lived in California for many years. So I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around the whole country. Um, okay. I am a wife and a mom of three small kids that are eight, six, and three. So I've uh, been a working mom basically since I birthed them and, and uh, love the mix of it. And, and um, as far as how I got started into coaching, I've actually been coaching in some manner or another for the last probably about 14, almost 15 years at this point. Um, okay. And then in the executive coaching space within the last two. And so I uh, pivoted into that after I moved to North Carolina right before the pandemic, which is fun um, to start that then. But uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of like the the broad labels of me, if you will. Got it. Got it. Okay. So Kristen, let's talk a little bit about your childhood, right? How did your childhood equip you to be the woman you are today? Oh, that's good. Oh, many ways I would say. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of three or one of four girls. Okay. Uh, and so I think that not having any brothers actually, I've thought about this a couple of times, but I wonder how that impacted just my confidence as a woman and how I show up. Cause I, I never knew any different. We had all pretty much all girls in the house mm. aside from my dad. And we did all the things we did the yard work as well as the cleaning, as well as the errands. And, uh, we're really taught to be self-sufficient for uh, like within our own rights and what we were good at and, uh, and that kind of thing. Um, I did go to an all girls high school mm -hmm. as well. And I, I really think that that shaped me, uh, again, kind of eliminating some of that gender competition, if you will. So it really allowed me to, to kind of step into trying new things without, I think, some of the fears that I've, I've maybe seen some other kids do in, in co-ed high school spaces. So that was interesting. Um, same thing with sports. Uh, I grew up playing sports and more competitively as I was younger, actually, our high school sports teams were terrible. <laughs> but, uh, but younger uh, was competitive, which was a really cool way to, to connect with my dad because he would travel with me 
for basketball and, and softball and things like that. Um, I am five, nine and have been since I was 12. Oh, wow. so okay. I was on some pretty decent sports teams, uh, in that. And I think that really shaped, uh, learning teamwork, learning, mm-hmm. Uh, where I fit into the team, how I can support the team and add value to the team and, uh, and just the competition of like, just loving the win, you know? Um, So I'm a little competitive. I'd like to say in a healthy way, probably sometimes I get in my own way with it, but um, (laughs) but yeah, that's uh, I think sports is a huge piece of it. And the growing up with all sisters, as well as going to an all girls high school, probably played some pretty significant roles and all of that. That's awesome right there. So you, you mentioned that, you know, you grew up with all sisters and you went to all girls high school and you played sports, which is of course all, all, all girls. How did you, um, so in terms of your transition to the competitive world, right now you work with both men and women. How was that transition? Uh, I, that's an interesting question too. I almost don't look at it as much of a transition, even though I know it is, mm-hmm. but it was almost like I, I knew who I was at that okay. point. So to step into a space of whoever was leading, whether it was men leading, women leading, um, I, I, I was comfortable and confident in who I was, who I, I am. Um, so to step into those spaces, I've even sometimes had this mantra of I belong here. Mm. And whether that's a pep talk to myself as the mantra before I step into that space or whether I'm in it already and kind of maybe even feel some of those uh, either the the imposter syndrome or any of the the self-confidence issues coming up, like that mantra has really helped me of I belong here and I know who I am. And um, I have have really enjoyed the the co-ed space. I actually really enjoy coaching men. Um, I have a pretty good, I'd say my client load right now is probably 50, 50. And, um, I think maybe the sports and the competitiveness help the sports background. My master's is in sport management. So uh, I had been in a lot of, aside from growing up with a lot of females after that, I was in a lot of male dominated uh, spaces and, uh, could kind of banter with them with the best of them and have fun with them and, and, and just kind of hold my own there, which was like a fun challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And, and fun space, um, because I thankfully have I seen kind of the effects of uh, men looking at women differently. Sure. But I've also seen the reverse plenty of times, thankfully, where there, men have a lot of respect for women as well. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com. And schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle.
towards that and lift that up as much as I possibly can. That's awesome right there. Thanks for highlighting that part as well. (laughs) So um, why did you get into coaching in the first place? I mean, I know um, as a person who has been competitive in sports, right? I can easily see the transition, but I would like to hear it from you. Um, Why did you get into coaching? Yeah, so I, I fell into it a little bit at first. My the, When I first started coaching, it was more in the health and wellness space by osmosis of my husband. <laughs> so he had <laughs> okay. started a, uh, he had a, he had owned a personal training business back in California that was successful. And we actually started coaching in the nutrition and wellness space together. And it was fun for me. I liked the learning aspect. I liked the teaching aspect, mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes plays a role in coaching, sometimes doesn't. But when I really started getting into working with individuals and knowing what their goals are, getting specific with what their goals, mapping out a plan to reach those goals, help them with all of the mindset junk and fun along the way, their wins were my wins. Mm-hmm. And every client was a little bit different, um, which kept it like every day was different. So it just kept it fun and exciting for me with what I was doing. And then I stepped, started stepping more into the business coaching world. And um, even though the health and wellness was great, when the business, co- like when, when money started being involved, mm-hmm. it has it can have such a ripple effect because money can affect relationships in a, in a crazy way. Yeah. Uh, it can affect what you're able to do with your life. And, you know, the whole money can't buy happiness. Yes and no. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I give arguments for, for both sides. Um but I even think it's not even just about the money, but it's about personal satisfaction and and with success or with accomplishments, accomplishments with continuing to grow. Like there's just such uh, people have such pride in that in a good way um, that to be a part of that has been really fun to watch people grow, watch the ripple effect of them growing in the relationships, in what they've been able to do in their lives, in leaving behind the stress, in learning to say no. Uh, and learning to say yes to the the right things and the powerful things that are really moving them forwards to their to their vision. And I just get so caught up in that and I, I get so bought in to what they're trying to do mm-hmm. that um, the the coaching aspect, if I can ask one powerful question even that just shifts their mindset like that and has them look at something in a different way, it's amazing to me what people are able to do when they shift their mindset and they can take something and run with it. Mm. So if I can do that with a notice or a question or a piece of feedback that nobody else is willing to tell them, then I'm, I'm, I'm willing and excited to step into that space so that each person can have the, I I know I keep using the phrase ripple effect, but like everybody, I feel like we're all called to do different things. And so if I can help people expand the ripple effect, um, expand their efficiency and effectiveness in what they are called to do. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, I just think that that's a, a really high honor. It is, you know, um, and what you mentioned in terms of mindset, everything starts off with the once mindset, right? Positive and negative, all depends on what you're focusing on and how you feel about yourself and how you feel about a specific situation or obstacle, right? So mm-hmm. I'm glad you're tackling that first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's all up in your head. All the stories we tell ourselves. Yes, indeed. So what type of people do you coach? Like what's your target clientele? You know, do you have a specific, uh, a specific 
um, clients that you work with, or do you work with a plethora of different um, people? Yeah, it's a pretty good mix right now. Um, just like it's probably about 50-50 men and women, it's also probably about 50-50 entrepreneurs versus executives okay, um, or employees, however you want to look at that. Um, with, with Novus Global specifically, each one of us coaches has our own individual practice, mm-hmm. which um, are just, they're just really fun mix of people for me right now. And then we also are a team of coaches that coach as a team. So I'm a part of some larger contracts with some corporations that there might be eight or nine of us Novus Global coaches in their coaching individuals or groups within that organization, as well as uh, teaching and training uh, kind of some foundational skills in that too. So I, I love them both uh, probably for the same reason as before is every day is a little bit different. So yeah. one day I might be coaching a, an executive group and then the next day I'm coaching an entrepreneur that's working to quit her corporate job because her side business has grown to be so big, which is what her original vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's just fun for me. I will say uh, with my sports background, I am stepping more towards the sports related coaching um, and not, not meaning like I'm not coaching a football team <laughs> or a basketball team, but um, like the sports organizations. So uh, if I am throwing out my own vision uh, like, or the dream client, it's like, I'd love to be coaching organizations uh, that like professional team organizations on the operations side, because okay. to me that varies the, the sports atmosphere with the business atmosphere um, both of which are in my background. And I just think it's really fun. And and I really believe that they can have, um, they're already having a big impact on their communities, but mm-hmm. I believe that can grow. Yeah. Cause oftentimes you don't see the, you know, the operations, right. You, you, you don't see the, the people that are behind the scenes, right? <laughs> right? There's a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you get, get the chance to inspire those people and, and guide them as a coach, which, which is, is pretty phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, as a person that has a a sports background, right? You're a competitor. I mean, I, I also played sports growing up. I ran track, played football, um, played rugby. So I get it. I get it. I'm competitive as well. But um, what's your coaching style like? You know, are you? I mean, are you a rah rah kind of coach? Like, what's your coaching style like? We work with these individuals. Yeah, that's funny. Um, I love that too because I love personality styles. Yeah. And so sometimes if I'm not the best fit for somebody I'm talking to, I'll even ask them the same thing. Do you want more of like a cheerleader coach or do you want more of uh, someone who's just going to like kind of brass tacks, like get it done coach? Mm-hmm. Cause it, it can be different. Um, I would say I'm probably a little, I would not con- consider myself the cheerleader coach necessarily, but I do bring some energy. Okay. To this um, I really, embody or work to embody the values that we have at Novus Global, which, um, so it's go live is our, is the acronym, but it's growth, ownership, love, integrity, vision, and energy. Mm, And so pulling from those six different values, uh, throughout. So, so we might have a really deep conversation one day where love is just really needed and that's, what's carrying us. And then another day it might be high energy because we're celebrating a ton um, and we're celebrating the wins and acknowledging ourselves for that. And so uh, I, I mix between those. And one of the other ways to put it, we actually had this conversation today in our meeting, but we we really do a mix between goal line coaching and soul line coaching. Uh, meaning I uh, naturally lean towards tangible results driven okay. coaching 
where we get specific with the vision. What's the ROI we're looking for? What are the numbers? Let's reverse engineer that. My brain naturally works that way, I would say. But I understand the importance of the quote unquote soul line coaching of like way of being, who do we need to become to get those results? What's getting in the way of us? Uh, How are we getting in our own way? that's keeping us from getting those results. So it really is kind of this beautiful dance and ebb and flow between the two of um, judgments, mental blocks, obstacles, stories we're telling ourselves. And then as we work through that, we're constantly circling back to what are we going after? What's the goal? Is this still our goal? Are we actually committed to this? Cause our actions aren't showing that. So if it's different, no problem, but let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so it's just this ebb and flow between the two. Yeah, I mean that's the beauty beauty of um, of coaching, right? It's not just a, a one track, you know, a one one method for you to get to the end goal. Um, there's variations, right? Everyone, people are built differently, right? Everyone is not the same. So being able to you know understand who you work with and how they need to be coached through experimentation is the key, right? Mm-hmm. You might be you might come through with a, a game plan, but that game plan might go, you know, go left. Sure. So being able sure. to adapt is so important. Yeah. I get asked that quite a bit is, you know, do I follow a curriculum or is there like a specific strategy that I take everybody through? I find that more in consultants than coaches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I, I don't have a curriculum or a specific strategy. I mean, the best way I could put it is, is about vision mindset, then strategy. But to your point, everybody's different. So I kind of look at it as I have all these tools in my tool belt, but I have no idea which one's needed for each job, let alone that day on the job. Mm-hmm. And so as we as we start talking through things, it's like, oh, I might pull out this exercise or I might re- revert back to this tool that we've used before and we're going to do it again. Um, so so that's kind of how I look at or how I approach my coaching more so than uh, from a consulting standpoint. Awesome. Awesome. I like that. So if someone were looking for a coach, right? So now... I'm going to put you in the in the prospect shoes, right? So okay. if a prospect was looking for a coach, what traits would you advise for this prospect to look for? First is I would su- I would suggest to know what they are what they want. Mm-hmm. So um, which a, a good coach can even help them figure that out a little bit more. They don't need to have it down to the detail, but it's like why even coaching? Why right now? Um, so what's the, what's the reason and purpose behind it? Another question I would ask is I believe every coach should have a coach because we can't do brain surgery on ourselves. We get in our own ways too. We have our own stories and own judgments. So every coach should have a coach. I'd be, I'd be uh, cautious of someone who doesn't. Um, I think I'm kind of a gut feeling person. Okay. And so, uh, if, and I tell people that right off the bat is if I'm not the best fit for you, I'm okay with that. Because I want you to have the most resourceful person. Um, so if, if there's something that feels off, then go find somebody else. I love it when people are talking to multiple coaches to see who is that best fit. Um, that kind of lights you up when you're talking to them. That you understand their language. You feel like they're really listening to you. And um, that you're going to be willing to invest in. And so, uh, you know, budget plays a role in it for sure. And uh, I wouldn't find the cheapest person necessarily. I always tell people, what's an amount that you can invest in that will stretch you 
where you have skin in the game, but it's not financially irresponsible. <laughs> There's a range of coaches out there. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, does that make sense too, to where it's not going to completely derail you uh, in other areas of your life? But, but I'd say personality and that gut feeling is a huge piece. Do they have a coach? Um, are they really hearing you and what you want from this space? Um, and then does the budget fit? Yeah. You know what? I mean, I, I've been doing this podcast for a while now, and you are the first guest that has mentioned that. Budget? But the, the way you mentioned the budget, right, in terms of being able to stretch you but not mm. um, disable you. So like the, the way you, you worded the budget, that, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty crafty right there. I, I like it. Oh, thanks. I like it. Definitely. So now it's storytelling time, Kristen. You know, I love stories, right? This is part of the reason why I even created this podcast in the first place. I get to hear some amazing stories. So now I want you to share one of your amazing stories where you help to take one of your, your clients above and beyond an obstacle, right? Utilizing your, your coaching um, methods. Oh, that's a good one. Um, okay. I'll use one that I think might resonate with a lot of people listening right now. Um, and the, uh, the interesting thing is I don't often work with people with this type of scenario as much, but um, I was working with somebody who was doing a career change, which is, okay. I'm, I'm getting a lot of that right now. Hey, this <laughs> pandemic's really made me look at things differently. Uh, I don't want to be doing this for the next 25 years. So I'm looking for a career change, but I have no idea what I want to do. And so um, I think some, I think assessments are great. There's, there's pitfalls of assessments, but I'm kind of an assessment junkie. I love them. I think strengths finders is great. So we use that to kind of see what are some of our natural ones are um, obviously asking lots of questions, but one of the um, things, one of the tools that we use with, that we call uh, when we hear a complaint that happens over and over and over again, we call them a racket. And so we have uh, an exercise that we take them through that really um, looks at why do we keep staying in this complaint? So anybody, any, we all have those kind of complaints where it comes up over and over again. You could probably even ask the people around you, hey, what's my racket? Like, what's my complaint that my chronic complaint that I keep talking about that we think that we don't want to keep doing it, but for some reason we can't snap out of it. So yeah. you follow me on that? So um, she had one of those types of complaints. And so I took her through our racket exercise, which basically it's identifying when is this showing up? What are our beliefs and behaviors in it? Um, so obviously this is a shortened version, but then we talk about like, what are the payoffs of staying in the complaint, which always throws people off initially. It's like, there's no payoffs. There's no benefits. This is, I don't, I don't want this. And it's like, the, the interesting thing is, is there are payoffs and that's yeah. exactly why you're staying in it. And so when we slow down enough to talk through uh, maybe it's, I get to avoid rejection or I don't have to do the work or I don't have to get uncomfortable and ask somebody that question. I don't have to have the hard conversation. So some of those that are subconscious, but are payoffs for us are, that are keeping us in it. So we really slow down and talk through those as well as the potential costs of staying, continuing to stay in that complaint. So it really allows you to realize one, why you're doing it, which can automatically shift your mindset right there. Mm -hmm. And then two, feel the weight of, um, we almost kind of say it's like hitting rock bottom without actually having to hit rock bottom. When you feel the weight of those costs, mm -hmm. that's another level that just solidifies that in your mind of, um, of shifting out of it. So most times when I take people through that exercise, 
like she said, she went and told all of her coworkers about it and told all of her family members about it. And um, she said that right there, I have never looked at that uh, in the same way again. And it really shifted her into some action that she'd been avoiding. Well, wow. so you basically helped her to identify her trigger, and it also helped her to really understand why she was leaning on that trigger. You know, it's it's like a behavior science kind of kind of a method in a way. A little bit, because it's a recognition of it. It's when yeah. are we doing it? Why are we doing it? Mm -hmm. And when we have more of that awareness, we actually get to make some stronger choices versus just throwing our hands up and saying, "Well, it is what it is," which lots of people love to say, but. That's and like a red flag for me when I hear it. <laughs> you know, and this is why coaches are important, you know, because it helps you. I mean, coaches help you to identify those gray areas, right? And look what you did for this woman. You know, now she she was she's going around sharing her story with everyone now. She's ecstatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is super fun because and you know, anybody can take themselves through that exercise really, but it is powerful to have a coach holding that space for you prompting with some questions, calling out some BS, maybe yeah. <laughs> and, uh, just really, you know, being honest with you in knowing what your vision is and, and really advocating for, uh, for you to get there. Yes, indeed. Kristen, what drives you? Hmm. I think this might sound like a cop out, but I think it's different things for different days. Um, okay. if I'm, if I'm being honest, sometimes it's my family and my kids and seeing that, uh, working is important and what we can do uh, when we do work hard and, and really enjoy it. Sometimes it's impact of uh, I know what someone else is trying to do. And if I can be a little piece of that, then uh, that'll get me up in the morning too. Sometimes it's knowing that God's called me to this and that, that's me personally in my faith. Um, but he's put me here for such a time as this, and I'm going to use the gifts and talents he's given me to, to step into that. Uh, as much as he wants to give me. And so um, it's different things in different days or maybe a little mix of things, but um, but I, I really try and tap into those different motivations that are going to make sense and propel me forward as well. That's amazing right there, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a plethora of different things. It's, it's not just one thing. Okay, okay. So um, are you currently working on any new projects that you could possibly share with us? Or do you have any new promotions or new books or articles? Talk to mm. what's going on with you right now. Yeah, I will say uh, it's more of a firm-wide uh, promotion. Okay. We have um, something that we call an intro to meta performance. So meta performance is kind of our a coined phrase of going beyond high performance. So you hear high performer, high performer, high performer is what people mm -hmm. uh, like to say they are or strive to be, but really there are some, some kind of pitfalls of that where once you reach the best, then what? And so we look at what's beyond that. Like we're constantly exploring what we're capable of. Mm -hmm. And so um, there are teams or groups or, or corporate teams um, doesn't necessarily have to be corporate, but groups out there that may want to test out what does it look like to work with Novus Global? Um, what, what does it look like to see the two day training or have some group coaching coming out of that. And so we, we created this package that we're only selling a certain amount of, um, or only giving people uh, a certain amount of people access to it. That's kind of an intro to this. So if you get the, the taste of our training, the taste of our group coaching, but at a fraction of what a normal investment would be so that mm -hmm. you can kind of more than just get your feet wet, it really gives you a solid foundation, but then you can decide what you want to do from there. 
Um, but that's, that's a really pretty powerful package that we have going on right now. <clears throat> if, if anybody would be interested in talking about that, um, I believe strongly in that. Okay. Okay. So if somebody would like to inquire about that service, where can they go? So they can contact uh, me specifically, Kristen Freyd at novus.global, um, or go to my website. You can get to me through there too, which is kristenfraid.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn a lot, so would love to connect with different people on LinkedIn. Just shoot me a message and let me know that you heard about me through this podcast um, too. But I, I really, and actually that's another great thing that we have since obviously if you're listening to this, you like podcasts, um, Beyond High Performance is a podcast that we have that's a great coaching resource as well and some different stories of how to either take advantage of coaching or become a better coach. Um, and that's a free resource. But but yeah, either through my website or through LinkedIn are probably the best. Awesome. Awesome. Kristen, do you mind spelling your name? So um, those listeners who are actually listening, get, um, get the, I know it's a simple yes. name, but it's the, the right yes. name. And then, and yeah. Asking that actually because sure. uh, my name is spelled wrong my whole life. Um, so <laughs> it's Kristen with two eyes. So K R I S T I N F R A D E, and that throws people off too for some reason that letter combo. But it's like trade but with an F. <laughs> got it, got it. Awesome, awesome. Okay, so Kristen, thank you for coming on today's episode of How May I Serve You? Right. Um, thank you for sharing your experience and your background. And last but not least, Kristen, how may I serve you? Oh, I love that. Uh, first, I'll just say keep doing your thing because it is spreading the word of, of coaching and how powerful that could be. Um, and actually, yeah, I mean, that's a big thing now that I really think about that. I am very grateful where we're at in our time, like in this time, because for you know, years ago, it was kind of looked at like, oh, you have, you're giving me a coach. Like, what did I do wrong? You're trying to fix me. <laughs> And thankfully, yeah. I think we've reached that tipping point where now people are realizing, oh, no, 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 I'm investing in you because I believe in you. Mm -hmm. And it's now being used even as a retention tool or a recruiting tool, or um, it's it's almost a badge of honor of I have a coach. And so I love that you're you're continuing to spread the word and get the word out about different coaches because there are a lot of them. Uh, there are a lot of us. But we we are all very special and unique in different ways. And so um, we believe everybody should have a coach, whether it's Nova's global coach or not. I believe if everybody had a coach, we'd, we'd live in a better world. So you just keep doing your thing. Yes, I, I appreciate you. And I agree with you 100 percent. If we all had coaches, this will be a better world indeed, because <laughs> we'll have somebody to keep us accountable of our actions. <laughs> or lack <laughs> of. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So, Kristen, thanks again once once again for um coming on board. Get up again. How may I serve you? Get up again if it's my company. <laughs> Come on board. How may I serve you? And yeah. to all of our listeners and viewers, thank you for lending us your ears and your eyeballs. And guys, make sure to tune in to next week's episode. All right. And make sure to continue to persevere, show love to yourself and others. And I'll see you guys next week. Cheers. We're out.